Taking care of your dog's health and happiness is about to get a whole lot easier for you. The answer is Rough Greens. It was developed by naturopathic uh, Dr. Uh, Dennis Black. Uh, it will give your dog the essential nu- uh, nutrients that he or she needs that they're probably not getting. If you don't know, kibble food is dead food. It has to be sterilized by law. So it can last on the, on the shelves for two years. Ever seen a McDonald's hamburger that doesn't grow any mold on it? It'll sit there and sit there and sit there and it never molds? Yeah, because there's nothing alive in it. That's why. That's why. Same thing with kibble food. Rough Greens, not a dog food. It's a supplement you put on top of the dog's food. They love it. At least Uno does. You can get a free trial bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay for is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash back. R-U-F-F greens.com slash back. Or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Call them today. Roughgreens.com slash back. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. There are a couple of stories that I think need a little bit of analysis and conversation today. One is Secretary of Energy Jennifer Granholm said that President Biden is redoubling his efforts to break the U.S. reliance on Russian nuclear fuel. Hmm. And they're going to pass a law about it. Oh. We're going to get a congressional support in a bipartisan way for us to make our own fuel cycle supply chain independent, certainly independent of Russia. There's a problem with this. Nobody really is talking about. We will in a second. The other story is what happened on Tucker Carlson last night with uh, Hunter Biden and Bobolinsky. I'm going to read. This is the most incredible statement I have ever seen. This comes from PolitiFact. They fact-checked Tony Bobolinsky. They said, uh, we investigated the claims of Tony Bobolinsky, a former business partner of Hunter Biden on Fox News this week. There is no credible, credible evidence that Joe Biden played a role in his family's foreign business activities. Unbelievable. But that's PolitiFact for you. You want the real facts? We'll share them in 60 seconds. You know, your uh, car doesn't care if it's a good time or really not a good time for it to break down. Doesn't care. Doesn't care that your savings is a little lower than it should be. Uh, Doesn't care about any of your monthly bills, your mortgage, how much your food costs. It just doesn't care. CarShield does care, and they offer protection plans for around $100 a month. This is like medical insurance for your car. If you have a warranty, you already know. 
And you, every time your car goes down, you're like, geez, I hope it's covered by the warranty. Please be covered by the warranty. When you don't have a warranty, you're in trouble. So get health insurance for your car, if you will, from CarShield. CarShield administrators handle everything. You just choose the mechanic to do the work. They write the checks. You don't have to worry about it. They take care of it from there. You can also count on CarShield to help take care of you when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. It is CarShield. They've had my back when my trucks break down, and they can have yours as well. Get coverage like I have. CarShield.com slash Beck or call 800-391-8888. 800-391-8888. It's CarShield.com slash Beck. Oh, Peter, how are you, sir? Peter Schweizer is, is joining us now. Uh, he is um, with the Government Accountability Institute. He's the president. Also the uh, author of uh, Red Handed and the co-host of The Drill Down. Peter, how are you? I'm great, Glenn. Always terrific to be with you. Thanks for yeah. having me. You bet. So I, I don't even know where to begin on this. Can we start with the Tony Bobolinsky thing? Sure. Oh, my Absolutely. gosh. PolitiFact. It, we investigated the claims of Tony Bobolinsky, a former business partner of Hunter Biden on Fox News this week. There is no credible evidence that Joe Biden played a role in his family foreign business activities. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty remarkable. PolitiFact is saying that when... Hunter Biden has acknowledged that his dad played a role. Joe Biden has acknowledged that he played a role. James Biden, who is Joe Biden's brother, acknowledges that his brother played a role. Uh, And of course, you have in black and white the communications that Tony Bobolinsky released and turned over to the FBI that shows Joe Biden is playing a role. So this is another example of these fact checking organizations digging their own graves. Um, they have zero credibility, and they're apparently prepared to die on this hill, uh, which let them do it. Um, it. It just means that people take them even less seriously than they do already. So so help me out. Um, give me some give me some of the hard evidence that shows that Joe was absolutely involved. Uh, well, first of all, you have the communications, um, and the communications uh, specifically say that Joe Biden was involved. And so what does that mean? Well, they would make, they would have conversations, uh, and Hunter would refer to the big guy. And Tony Bobolinsky, he's released these messages, uh, would contact the other business partners who had brought him into the deal with the Bidens. And in the communications, he would say, who is the big guy? And they would say, that's Joe Biden, but don't talk about it. They're very sensitive about it. Um, so it was acknowledged that way. You have the communications about the so-called CEFC deal. This is the Chinese energy company with Chairman Yi um, that Tony was brought into. Um, you have the 10% for the big guy. Um, well, the big guy is the word that is used in all the other communications for talking about Joe Biden. So that's all explicit in Tony Bobolinsky's communications. Um, you have uh, uh, communications from Hunter Biden on the laptop uh, that have been released. There's ones where they wanted to do uh, business deals overseas, and Hunter Biden texts his business partners and says, I've run it my, by my dad, and my dad is going to help. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, to me, it's 
patently ludicrous uh, to even be arguing and discussing about this anymore. You can have a conversation about how deeply he was involved, and I would argue it's pretty deep. You can have a conversation that says, well, I don't think he was really knowing everything that was going on. But the notion that Joe Biden was ignorant of all of this, that he didn't know anything about it, that he didn't benefit financially, that debate's settled. And it's not settled by Peter Schweitzer or Tony Bobolinsky. It's settled by the actual communications, whether it's Hunter's laptop or the communications that Tony Bobolinsky had with Hunter and with his business partners. Um, do you think there's an, enough ad- evidence that it is a clear, almost open shut case for impeachment? Uh, I do. Yes. Uh, and I do think on a couple of levels. First of all, let's remember, uh, this is about corruption, but it's about something I would argue that's even more troubling and damaging than that. And this is, I hope, what will be the, the, the point number one uh, if the Republicans take the House and investigate and subpoena Hunter Biden. Point number one needs to be not just that they got this some $31 million from these Chinese entities, but who were the actual businessmen that sent the money? Chairman Yi of CEFC has direct ties to Chinese intelligence. Again, it's not debatable. You look at his bio, you look at who he worked for, He was linked to Chinese intelligence. You look at other money that was transferred. There's a a, a gentleman that transferred $5 million to Hunter Biden. He was, at the exact same time, business partners with the vice minister of the Ministry of State Security, whose job was recruiting foreigners to spy on China. Unbelievable. So to me, the question, Glenn, is, yeah, corruption, absolutely. The question is, explain to me, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, how your family, it's not just Hunter, your family got $31 million from these Chinese, four Chinese businessmen with links to Chinese intelligence. You did no discernible service in return. And what did the Chinese get out of the deal? They did not send you $31 million because they think you're nice guys. That should be issue number one. This is a question of compromise, compromise, as they used to say during the Cold War. And it's a question of foreign intelligence penetration of the first family of the United States. That's issue number one, as far as I'm concerned. All right. I want to switch topics and I want to I want to go with what Senator or I mean, with uh, what Secretary Granholm said. We have to make this happen for our own energy independence and national security. She's talking about getting America off of, quote, Russian nuclear supplies. I'm going to talk to Peter about that. Give me 60 seconds. We'll be back in the conversation. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right. If you haven't started, you know, working to make your financial house more resilient, today is the day. You need to take a look at your high interest debt. You need to find every way possible you can save money. The economy isn't going to be forgiving, you know, right now. And that's just the way it's going to be for a while. For your sake and the sake of your family, you've got to make sure you've done everything you can. And sometimes there are some options there that you just maybe you just don't know about. That's why you need help from people you can trust. I want you to call American Financing today. Don't wait. Do it today. This is a company that's been helping a lot of people just like you with home loan options for over two decades. 
They actually care about helping you save money, whether it's refinancing your mortgage for a lower fixed rate or providing other types of loans or even just helping you find ways to raise your credit score, which is incredibly important right now. American Financing will see you through it. Don't take my word for it. Find out yourself. Call them now. AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Russia's dominance in the global nuclear fuel market presents a massive challenge for Washington. Secretary of Energy Jennifer Granholm said President Biden is redoubling his efforts to break the U.S. reliance on Russian nuclear fuel indicating domestic uranium enrichment capacity could be increased with upcoming key legislation. We're going to get congressional support in a bipartisan way for us to make our own fuel supply cycle chain independent, certainly independent of Russia. We have to make this happen for our own independence and for our national security. Peter, what's the problem with that story? What, what is missing in that story? <laughs> Well, what's missing in that story, Glenn, is one of the big reasons that we are so dependent on Russian uranium now. And let's remember when the Biden administration said we're not going to take any Russian oil uh, because of their invasion of Ukraine, they excluded cutting off the supply of Russian uranium because we're so dependent on it. So how did we get at this state? One of the reasons was this deal that we talked about on your program several years ago, Uranium One. This was a nuclear uh, uranium company uh, that was initially controlled by a Canadian named Frank Justra, who is a big Bill Clinton donor. And they went over to Kazakhstan to meet with President Nazarbayev, the head of that uh, country, uh, and said, look, we want to buy all these lucrative mines that you have producing uranium in your country. Give them to us. I'm a Canadian. This is the former president of the United States, uh, and we'll take good care of it. Juster got those mines, purchased them, paid uh, some $100 million to the Clinton Foundation for Bill showing up. Here's the problem. Juster then flipped and sold those mines, as well as mines that he controlled in the United States, to who? To Rosatom, the Soviet state-owned uranium company that now dominates the market. So we have a situation where part of the reason that we are so dependent on Russian uranium, part of the reason that they have been able to almost effectively corner the global market is because, is because Bill Clinton helped facilitate this deal that gave Russia control over uranium mines in the United States, but even more importantly, some of the most powerful and lucrative and proficient uranium mines in Kazakhstan. And that is why we are over a barrel today. Frank Juster made a lot of money in the deal. Bill Clinton and the Clinton Foundation made a lot of money in the deal. The problem is the American people got screwed because it enhanced our dependence on Russian uranium. And that's where we are today. And if I'm not mistaken, because it's been a while since I've looked at this story, um, uh, it was all kind of done hush hush, uh, just kind of rushed through the committees. It should have never gone through because it is. Uh, a, a national risk to put everything there. And Hillary Clinton 
uh, said, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't involved in this at all. I don't know. I just know that, uh, I just know that, you know, the government found that it wouldn't be putting our government at risk and our nation at risk. So, uh, you know, we're going to go through with it. Isn't, well, yeah, didn't the story exactly happen right. something like that? Yeah. It, 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 so this deal, the sale of Uranium One, which was an American uranium company to the Russian state-owned company, Rosatom, uh, required approval by this federal government body in the Obama administration called CFIUS, the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States. Uh, and you would think this is a pretty big deal, right? Are we really going to put Putin in charge of all of this uranium? Uh, the deal went through quickly. Hillary Clinton, of course, has a seat on CFIUS. She claimed she didn't remember anything about it. And you have all these other actors of, of the Clinton era and some currently of the Biden administration that were involved, involved, Glenn. So remember John Podesta, who was, of course, an advisor to the Clintons. His brother, Tony Podesta, was actually a lobbyist for Uranium One uh, on these kinds of deals. Um, you had John Podesta himself that was involved in energy companies that were backed by uh, Russian state-owned investment firms. Joe Biden's current energy envoy, who is negotiating some of these deals involving oil and uranium, is a guy named Amos Hochstein. Um, he was a lobbyist for a Russian company called Tenex, which is basically a, a sister company for Uranium One. Uh, if you look at Jake Sullivan, Jake Sullivan, who, of course, is the current national security advisor, signed off on Bill Clinton when all these deals are going down. Russian entities are paying Bill Clinton inflated speaking fees, half a million dollar a pop. Who is approving those deals? A guy named Jake Sullivan, who now happens to be the national security advisor uh, for Joe Biden. So this is a problem where it's not just something from the past. It's something that involves decision makers in the present, too. I have to tell you, uh, it is so frustrating. I think it is for the average person. You know, any of this stuff would happen with, you know, me or you, we'd all be in jail. Um, the Clinton Foundation is so incredibly transparent on its corruption. You know, it goes away when Trump is in office, just goes away. No, it, yeah. we're shutting it down. And then, lo and behold, Biden gets in. We're opening it up again. Open for business. <laughs> All of the people. Yeah. I mean, it, you're either committed to helping people or you're committed to making money and brokering deals. And it is so transparent. Is this thing ever going to be taken care of? It's hard to know. I mean, part of the problem, Glenn, is, is as you know, you've studied Washington all this time, as I have. There are ways to do corrupt things in Washington that are profoundly corrupt. If you do them the long way, wrong way, you're going to jail. If you do them the right way, you can get away with it. So we're dealing with very smart people who hire very high-priced lawyers to dance around and create subterfuge for what they're really doing, to give it an air or a veneer, in my mind, of legality. Um, so that's part of the problem that you have inherently. I, I think the ultimate solution here is shame and exposure and the hope that that is going to lead to actual criminal investigation. And I think Look, coming up in November, we're going to have these elections. Um, the balance of the House of Representatives and Senate uh, is in question. Uh, and my point is, you have to have independent bodies that are prepared to bring out 
what information we know to hold Hunter Biden in account. It's very clear the FBI is not going to hold Hunter Biden into account. They're not going to investigate Uranium One. So it means we have to have congressional committees with subpoena power doing it. That's only going to happen if the Republicans have the majority in the House and Senate. So a lot of these matters hang in the balance as to who will be controlling Congress uh, after the November elections. I just hope there's enough in there that uh, are not corrupt, that, you know, they're not they're not being blackmailed to not get yeah. involved or just are like, you know what, I'm going to sit on the sidelines because I don't I don't want my name being brought up at all. Um, you yeah, know, I, I fear that could happen easily. Yeah. And Glenn, I mean, look, here's the thing. Um, a lot of people are talking about this right now. If we retake the House, uh, we are going to investigate X, Y and Z. Uh, if they fail to do that, um, that to me will be the dagger in the heart, uh, basically, of the Republican Party uh, and of conservatives, um, because people are fed up with the lip service being paid to we're going to hold them into account. Yeah. Um, so that's really, I think, where the stakes are. And you're quite right. Just because somebody says they're going to do it in Washington, you're going to pay a price. If you start dredging up and talking about Chinese deals involving the first family of the United States, uh, a lot of other stuff is going to come to the fore. And there's a lot of people in powerful positions on the Republican side who don't want that to happen either. So that's why we've got to hold their feet to the fire. I know you've done that. That's what I'm hoping to do. And let's hope the people listening are, are prepared to do that and let their elected officials know this matters to them and this is of profound importance i've told many officials in washington dc um that are republicans i said you guys have one more shot this is it this is it if you win the house and especially if you win the house and the senate and you aren't standing up and and uh, protecting the american people and the constitution and putting bad guys on trial and then cleaning up the FBI and Justice Department so they can actually put them in jail. If you're not doing that, you are absolutely done. Just like you said, the last chance. I'm glad to hear you believe that, too. Absolutely. Thanks, Glenn. It's always great to be with you. Great talking to you. Peter Swiser. he is um, the author of Red Handed and the co-host of the podcast The Drill Down. Peter Swiser president of the Government Accountability Institute. Wouldn't it be nice if we had government accountability? We can bring it back. Vote. Get out and vote. The Glenn Beck Program. So Robert wrote in about his uh, experience with Relief Factor. He said, I didn't think Relief Factor was, was really even working for me until I ran out in the middle of the month. After about three days, the pain was back to where it started, and that's when I realized just how much it had been helping. It was a great test for me to see how Relief Factor works, and it turns out works great. That is, Robert, exactly what happened to me. Except I didn't run out. I just said, ah, it's not working. You know, I feel better, but that's, you know, that's not this because this isn't working. And uh, I stopped taking it. Holy cow. It was working and helping out a great deal. You want your life back? Please just try this. The three-week quick start developed for you. It's $19.95. Yes, you'll be out 20 bucks if it doesn't work. But 70% of the people who take it, they go on to order more month after month. That says, I think, everything you need to know. It worked for me as well. 
relieffactor.com 800 the number four relief 1995 three-week quick start developed for you relieffactor.com that's relieffactor.com feel the difference relief factor 800 the number four relief back to back tonight glenn tv Stu does america don't miss it blaze tv.com slash glenn the promo code is glenn Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. I'm going to give you some good news. Some good news. First of all, can we play the cut from CNN? So, I mean, we don't have to fact check this. This is their side saying this. Democrats are losing ground with some very important voters. Take a look here. This is black voters, electoral preferences and pre-election polling. Look, black voters are the part, the core part of the Democratic Party. And as you can see here in the race for Congress, look, they're still getting 74 percent support in the pre-election polling right now. But compare that to the final polling for 2020 president and 2018 Congress. Back in 2020, it was 84 percent, 85 percent in 2018. So you're clearly seeing right here that there is less support for Democratic candidates for Congress among African-Americans. And you can look at the Republican column as well. And you can see that 12 percent, not exactly high. But that's actually the high watermark. It was 9% in 2020, 9% in 2018. So basically what was about a 75, 76-point margin is now down in the low 60s. So look, Democrats still well ahead with African-Americans, but in a game in which you're trying to drive up margins, the margin among African-Americans for Democrats is clearly down. And I'll bet you that the, the eagerness to go out and vote for a Democrat is also down. You mean the passion, the passion, yeah, yeah, the passion is dying. I mean, it's not just black voters, Hispanic voters. We're seeing the same types of things, uh, even when they don't necessarily go to the Republican side to vote for the candidate. They are often abandoning the Democrat. And this is something you're seeing ac- across the board. Mm-hmm. You know, it, what does it materialize in the elections? I guess we'll see. We still have five weeks to go, but that's it. It's, we're five weeks away from this thing now. Uh, Joe Biden's approval rating is 42.7%. This according to MSNBC. They say put that in perspective with modern presidents, their first midterm. Biden's right at the same level. Trump, Obama, and Bill Clinton, in which were brutal midterms for them and the Democrats. The only exception in modern times is George W. Bush, a year after 9-11. Trump, he lost the House in 18. Obama, his party lost the party in 10 uh clinton his party lost the house in 94 biden's approval rating is right in that same range yeah and there's there's a theory out there that somehow democrats are going to outperform biden there's been some evidence of this in the polling where you know these senate races in in the environment where your president has a 39 40 41 percent approval rating you'd expect republicans to be performing better in some of these senate races uh, that is that's sort of held up in the polling so far it's hard to to imagine a world where that plays out though right i mean you know like we were talking about this with blake masters when he was in here or actually after, i think after he had left and that you know if if carrie lake is winning the race for governor in arizona mm-hmm. is there a world in which carrie lake wins this race and blake masters loses by nine like what world is that what 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 
What situation is there that are that much ticket splitting in the year 2022? This used to happen way back in the day where there would be a lot of ticket splitting. That's almost completely evaporated over the past few elections. I think that is I think that's possible in Arizona uh, because Maybe. Arizona has a libertarian that is running as a Democrat. Now, you tell me when the Democrats actually wanted a, a libertarian. Running as a well, he's he's a he's the, more of the, a Democrat the, leaning person who's running as a libertarian, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He's a it's it's, it's funded the, well, like, funded by the party Democrats. Voting is is almost not. It's very rarely the a factor in in elections. You know, the, the it, it's it's always talked up. Early polls always have these third parties up at eight and ten percent, and then at the end of the day, that doesn't wind up pay, playing out. Right. I will say there was a poll that came out uh, today from CBS News, uh, Masters versus Kelly, where uh, Kelly's only up by three, and this this race has That's, narrowed significantly in if the past he's, weeks. If he's um, only behind by two, and Kerry Lake wins and wins big. Her coattails will carry him the rest of the way. That's, I think that's sort of the question in Georgia as well, where Kemp seems like he's blowing out Abrams at this point. Um, I mean, you know, as much as he's going to blow it out in a purple state, but like going to win relatively handily, it seems in that state. And you wonder if Herschel Walker will be dragged along with that. Um, you know, obviously there's been a lot of controversy over the past couple of days with Walker that we've talked about, but there is a, uh, you know, where he is even down a couple points, up a couple points in every poll, very, very close to a pure toss up when it comes to the polls. But Kemp is significantly ahead. And is there a lot? Are there a lot of people in Georgia that are going to say, you know what? I think Kemp is doing a good job as governor. I think he's led the state well. However, I also am going to vote for Raphael Warnock. I mean, is there a huge amount of people doing that? There may be. We may find out that that's the case. But it's a, it's a weird thing in this environment where we've seen that ticket splitting and crossing those party lines evaporate almost completely. It's going to have to make a big comeback for these polls to be right and for the media narratives to be right. You know, um, it's interesting to me uh, what's happening to Herschel Walker. Uh, yeah. And it is something that you, you know, everybody has to prey on. And um, But, you know, he's getting such heat because he paid for an abortion. Allegedly. Allegedly. Again, we should point out, before we even get into the story at all, this is a one-source story from the Daily Freaking Beast. If the story is true, it may be true. I mean, I mean we've talked to Herschel Walker about all sorts of problems this guy had back in the day. Back like, in the day. His story is one where he said, he led with, look, I was a disaster at one point in my life, and I've changed. That was his entire narrative of his campaign. Mm -hmm. But, like, we should all put this in perspective. There's no reason to believe this story because it comes from the Daily Beast. Well, I mean, I what have, they, I have they ever reported an accurate story in the history of the publication? Not that uh, I know not of. Not that I know of. Yeah. Uh, they're hatchet jobs. But one thing that, that comes to mind is, I don't mind. If he was doing this now, you know, like six months ago, yeah. a year ago, I'd have a problem with it. But I was under the understanding that he, you know, he had made huge, huge mistakes. Yeah. And he is solidly... Pro-choice now. Pro-life. Or pro-life. Thank you. So, I mean, why <laughs> Right. Why would you vote for Warnock, who you know is going to... Use public funds for abortions. And like, abortions I, like you can't even imagine. Okay? Abor abortion festivals on the yeah. weekends. I yes. mean, Celebrating your abortion. Or the guy who made a huge error 
if under if he he's did, denying even that, did by the way even if he did it made a huge error and then is like you know what it changed my life it yeah. changed my life i, I mean look we we've talked to we have literally interviewed former terrorists on the air yeah we have interviewed criminals on the air people who have murdered people in the past this is a, a story if it's a story of redemption it's a story of redemption you know this happened with uh, what was it kevin hart remember back in the day uh he was going to host the oscars i think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the left they, oh, yeah. they dug up some like j- jokes that were like kind of borderline on like being homophobic or something i don't remember the exact details of it and then they they tossed him out and he didn't get to host the oscars and it's like we made the the, the argument at the at the point if you think what he did was bad 10 years ago and now he's coming out and saying well i don't do that anymore and i think what i did before was wrong or that activity is wrong and i'm not going to do that i'm not involved in fact i want the opposite that's the story you want yeah you want the story of someone who may have made terrible mistakes in the past and has now realized the error of his ways and is now doing the opposite But in this society no longer true they don't believe in yeah. in redemption redemption now the, the complicated that is an anti-christ not the antichrist but right. an anti-christ kind of teaching right redemption is obviously vitally vital that's why he came uh, now in this particular case it's a little complicated because walker is denying it so i you have to number one believe the daily beast which i, I it's hard to imagine anyone doing uh, but it, secondarily if he is let's say lying about this then it's not a redemption story. And I guess this is what they're hanging their hats on because I don't understand why the left would care about this at all. Uh, they are saying it's a fundamental human right to abort children. They, they should be. They should all be sw- crossing well, the aisle to vote can't for stand him now. The hypocracy, Stu. Oh, That's they what could it is. never stand yeah, the they hypocrisy. Can't, That's they not can't something they embrace yeah. every other opportunity. Oh, sure. I mean, look, you, you have to make your. I don't. You know, you got to vote for who you think is the right person. You got to make your decision on this stuff. That's for every individual to decide. Uh, you can't let the media, certainly not the f- trash heap that is the Daily Beast, decide these things yeah. for you, though. Um, let me give you a couple of other things. Uh, in Oregon, it it looks as like the tide has turned on the Democrats. It looks like for the first time since the 80s, a Republican governor is a real shot. And in the last, I think, nine polls, she's led the Democrat. In Oregon, uh, in Oregon, if I mean, if they're in trouble in Oregon, odds against, uh, according to the Daily Caller, odds of the um, the Democrats winning Pennsylvania in the Senate race, that's also slipping. Uh, Whitmer has endorsed a candidate. Um, yeah, unfortunately, that candidate was investigated for alleged school shooting threats several times. And was also on parole for, I think, uh, assaulting a police officer. And she endorsed him, said he's fantastic. And yeah, now that all the facts are out, uh, no, not not so much. Not, not, not so fantastic. So, I mean, th- the things are just not going in the right direction for the Democrats. Yeah. Now, the, the Oregon race is interesting a couple of times. You think of Oregon as just being a blue state, but their governor races have been pretty close. I mean, five, six points has been mm-hmm. the typical margin there. The one thing that's a little bit, uh, you have to put a little bit of an asterisk on this is that there is a, an independent in this race that's up near 20% of the vote. So will that hold up? We just talked about how third party candidates oftentimes show more in the polls early and then fade toward the end. 
that could be the case here. I hope it's not. Who is that candidate taking people? From? Johnson, an independent. I don't know. I, I don't know the race well enough to, I mean, it seems like from both sides at some mm. level, because they're both, I mean, the, the average poll right now is 30, 36, 33, and then uh, 18 for the independent in the race. So that, but that's still a, a pretty significant thing. And, and Oregon's not a pure blue state. It's not New York, uh, California, it's Rhode Island, right? It's mm-hmm. it's these races are tempting to Republicans. The same thing we're seeing in Washington right now. Um, there's a, a bit. I think of this. there's a chance that person wins the Republican the, in the Senate. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and it's it's interesting. It's hard to believe because I think we all think, okay, it's the West Coast. These races never come through. People have had enough. But I think you're right. Now that race is you know within ten points. Um, Tiffany Smiley is the candidate of the mm-hmm. Republicans. The Republicans really like her. They think she has a real future. Uh, they have a lot of hopes for her. Uh, it's a, not an easy race. Of no. course, uh, Patty Murray's been around forever. She's been, she's right around 50% of the vote, but it's a, it's like a 50, 42 race right now, closer than you would normally expect in these races. And I think you could see, uh, it getting even closer. The last wave election in this, for this seat was back in 2010. When you had the Tea Party wave, the biggest wave election in 100 years for Republicans, that race was about a four-point race that for Patty Murray. She still won, but she won by four. Mm. So you, these can get close in these states, but Republicans really need to have a great climate for that to actually happen. I think it's there. I think we just don't see it uh, because there is no Tea Party rallies and, and things like that. Yeah. I think people are just doing it in their everyday life and they're like, uh, oh, I'm because everybody I know, oh, I'm voting. That is interesting, too, Glenn. There's not really a big protest movement. Nope. For on the right right now. There's a lot interesting, of interesting. Uh, that is interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you don't have that organized protest movement. I don't know what the reason for that is exactly. I mean, I think I talk to a lot of conservatives. They're they're all pretty upset, but there isn't that like organizational thing that seemed to pop up from the 912 Project and the Tea Party back in the day and many other times in our history. All right. Back in just a minute. Uh, As you go about your day to day life, it is incredibly important that you hold on to your identity and everything that that means. Cyber criminals not only trade on what you have, but also who you are. And it's your job not to let them get that far. Your best bet when it comes to protecting your identity is having LifeLock to help you. Um, We do everything online today, and you don't want to cut out the Internet safety out of your budget. And I know budgets are tight right now. Get 25% off your subscription to LifeLock. It's top of the line in cybersecurity, both preventative measures to keep you safe and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. So join now. Save 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK, 25% off now. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. Let's go to Ray. Ray, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. You're on. Yeah, hi. Uh, just a quick opinion on the groupings of protesters or whatever. 
on the right. I just don't think you're going to see that. I just think there's a quiet anger. People are kind of nervous about showing who they are now because mm-hmm. of all the trashing of Magda this and how they're, you know, so dangerous to the country. Yep. But at the end of the day, we will be at the polls. See, I, I agree with you. I think people are, um, I hate to use the word afraid, but I think that's what they're feeling. Um, and especially of groups, um, because you never know what's going to happen in a group. I think a lot of people went to Washington uh, without any expectation of any kind of trouble. And a uh, few people get into trouble and the crowd kind of follows. The next thing you know, you're in trouble. Um, between that and just being seen, you know, uh, I think people are are cautious, maybe a better word. Um, and that's my feeling, that it is quiet but it is a storm that is coming. Thanks, Ray. I mean, I guess we're seeing it at the school boards. We're seeing it in, in certain places, but it is different. And it's not uh, inherently as overtly political, where like the goal is stated as we need to do X, Y, and Z in politics. It's much more, I think, cultural and family related, which may oh, be yeah. more powerful. I mean, it's yeah. less fleeting. Yeah, I, I think they cross the lines when they when they started just bombarding our children and students and started you know just crossing every possible line that a family would say no to that i think woke a lot of americans up and i would be shocked if there wasn't uh, a huge turnout for this election all right back on how you can fight next the glenn back program